internet friends today is Friday the 13th bum 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 2019 welcome to episode number five of the colloquial koi podcast hope you're having a great day a little warmer today I try and keep my pulse on I guess pop culture mainstream You know, what the kids are talking about, as they say. Often I can get some of my information from Twitter and see what's going on out there in the world. But um, this morning, uh, one of the folks that I follow, Lecrae, he's a uh, rap artist. Um, Very good, 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 great message great words, a lot of talent, you know, I, I kind of compare him to, uh, another hot button item, uh, like Kanye. I understand the hip hop culture, not because I've been in it or come from it, but maybe I've observed and I guess maybe I don't understand it, but I can enjoy it for what it is. It's art. It's people conveying a message, sharing a story, sharing their reality um so i always find it amazing with that that culture or that brand how the artists that keep it clean per se that can tell a message weave a tale say something moving send a message without getting filthy so i would like to say that uh lecrae Andy Minio, Tadashi, Social Club Misfits, KB, uh, I'm missing one, another good one. These guys have been doing it right for years, and they claim that Jesus was king before it was hip and happening, I guess. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Um, while there's a great deal of music that I might digest that is not always uh, uplifting and encouraging, it's a it's a source that I go to from time to time. So I have to guard myself on maybe some of the places it could take me. 
So I guess the idea of garbage in, garbage out, but I think we can also observe the art for what it is. But um, anyhow, so this morning Lecrae had a post. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, and I like him, especially over the past, I don't know, three or four years, he became a little more fringe, if you will. And by that, I think he started to question some of the narrative and dialogue of the systems around him. Uh, I think testing and vetting some of his aspects of his faith, and I think it's all good. Especially, it's hard for some of these guys that then have to do it publicly without the scrutiny and how they gracefully navigate that. So he will always have my respect and my support. Great artist, great words, involved in, in the culture and community in very positive ways. But his post this morning was, quote, worry is like a bat signal for prayer, end quote. Worry is like a bat signal for prayer, end quote. And I thought how true that is. The moment that we start to worry, question, doubt, the moment we start to have anxiety about all the plans that we make or made, as soon as we get that slightest hint of worry, because the opposite of faith, of course, is worry, but as soon as we get that first hint, we're to go to prayer, and I have this image now in my head, you know, and, and hopefully it'll come up next time for me, that, that first reaction is, all right, what do I need to do to relieve my anxiety or worry? I hopefully I get that bat signal just beaming in my face to remind me that I guess I'm not in control and there's a part of me that has to turn this over for for guidance and that's where I tried to spend a great deal of my life. Um, some may call it foolish uh, for putting stock into this idea of faith and prayer and faith, but that individual experience I have found it to be true and I, I can't convince anyone of my experiences other than they are welcome to experience it themselves. That idea of it's contradictory to our society and our world now when it's all about me, me, what can I do to fix it, what can I do to control it and the most radical thing is to kind of let go. Um, now, it's not easy. It's a discipline. We'll discipline ourselves in a great deal of things, but I think prayer is one of those disciplines that we let fall by the wayside. Not many, not all, but some do. Maybe most of us, maybe marginally. So then that got me thinking about Batman. I'm a big fan of the Batman series, no matter which one it is. Uh, I have an affinity for Batman culture. I always thought Batman was cool. Uh, one of those superpowers that one of his superpowers, he was stinking rich and could make anything he ever needed. So it had a real human connection to it, I guess, for me as a young child. But um, the, the I guess there's always this this back and forth on who is the best and who is the worst Batman and I kind of take the mindset and approach that every one of those guys that played Batman uh, Keaton Kilmer uh, George Clooney 
Um, uh, the guy that did the Dark Knight series is escaping me right now. <laughs> but anyhow, I all thought they had their place. Like, even George Clooney, most would say, oh, he was a horrible Batman. Yeah, but it kind of fit that whole cheesy vibe that the movies he was in, you know, across from Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Freeze, uh, it fit. Uh, those earlier series, I mean, Keaton, the first two that he did, had a a unique spin to it. It was bringing, resurrecting Batman from the comics in the 1960s television show, kind of resurrecting it with a new era. It had a darker lean to it than, than most uh, traditional television forms had up to that point, so he was great in that role, but... My favorite, I really like Val Kilmer. That one that um, he was in with Tommy, uh, I forget his name. Jim Carrey was in it. Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face. Um, I thought he nailed that. I thought Val Kilmer was perfect in that movie and probably one of my favorites. And Maybe it was just a time period that that one locked in my brain more than any of the others, but thought it was brilliant and I even thought much to the chagrin of most folks I even thought that version that Ben Affleck played related to uh, he made a cameo in Suicide Squad and you know the whole Justice League stuff I actually liked it I it kind of fit um I liked his character in it I have to say but most people boo me at that but my all-time favorite, of course, is Adam West. Uh, those 1960 hokey television show versions of that was just brilliant. It was cheesy. It was so cheesy, it was Velveeta. It dripped with ooey-gooeyness. But it was hilarious. Um, you know, even the characters and the, and the colors, and, you know, when they would go to the the villains headquarters you know they'd tilt the screen so you know that there was a a bad lean going on there and you know meredith burgess is the penguin i still can't watch anything with him in it whether it's rocky or the grumpy old men and still not think of him with a umbrella and a little cigarette stick thing uh, I had a boss that sounded like that guy. Kind of talked like that. Kind of laughed. That was many years ago. But um, but I loved it. And it was always this tongue-in-cheek. It was never meant to be anything serious. And, you know, most people criticize it for that. But for the culture at the time, the boom pals and the music and... You know, people have seen the, the Bat-Watusi when he does the dance, and even just some of his one-liners of incoherent babble, but it was the right delivery and the right pause and punchline. Um, Freaking brilliant, if you want my opinion. So he will always be my favorite, uh, Adam West, as Batman in the dynamic duo. So, anyhow, that's a ramble about Batman. Uh, I guess I'll be curious to see what the next step is. I'll tell you one thing that bothered me from the Dark Knight trilogy, and I thought, again, that was good stuff. Um, the characters, I wish they would have done more at the end of the last one 
with, you know, you find out at the end that that, that police detective, uh, his name was Robin. Uh, so I would have liked to have seen maybe them do a Darkwing spinoff. I think that was the comic character, but would have been neat to see that, to see how that would have went. Uh, and kind of piece it together but given Hollywood now somebody will probably resurrect it in five years and put a whole new spin on it but I think they could have chased that down I liked how at least the theme uh, the middle one with Heath Ledger and the Joker you know while that was just chaos and cinematic gold it was a brilliant film but how the the bookends of that series you know started with uh, Ra's al Ghul and how they tied it in at the end, um, I think says something, I guess, about, the, well, there's a message there, and probably more to be said, but, uh, you know, defenders and simple people rising up against the establishment, and sometimes the establishment was built to make people suffer, and um, just an interesting dynamic, you know, some of that was going on along the, uh, I think the, the, the one with Heath Ledger was coming out when we were starting to hit that housing market crisis and that recession and you know there was a section in that movie where you know he gets all that dirty money the Joker and just burns it all um and it just kind of life mimicking reality or reality mimicking fiction fiction no I got it backwards Art mimicking fiction, fiction mimicking art, art mimicking reality, something like that. I've got my words crossed, but anyhow, it was a, I think, a brilliant thing, but um, that's enough of that. So, since it's Friday, I'm going to keep it short. I tend to, you know, as I look around and go through my day, and Sometimes if we, you know, in the midst of the chaos, even if we sit and kind of process some of the things that have gone on around us, some of the things that we've been a part of, and I think it's very human within us when we make decisions and do things, we want to see like this, this end goal, this, this piece, like, all right, I'm doing this to get to this point. I think it's very much within us. I think that's one things like with jobless or... Uh, tasks we can get them off the list it feels very good to get them off the list but sometimes uh, when it comes to just all the things in this world and people and situations and mindsets and feelings we don't always get to see that so part of that we just have to rest in the moment that you know all right I don't see the end game but there's also times when we see maybe why we're here why we're in this moment why we're here and that's where I go I said the other day in the midst of the chaos and just not in this holiday season but in our life in general sometimes we just gotta sit in the chaos and take in the moment for what it is it's there um focus on where you are and what you were doing at that moment invest yourself in that invest yourself in the people around you invest yourself in the the situations going on because me and I'm, I'm talking to myself it's very easy for me historically and it's one of my my leans or one of my poles to start dreaming and thinking ahead like all right how do I get out of this situation how do I get out of here how do I god forbid get out of this conversation without 
just sit in it and roll with it and have the grace and the patience and maybe see where things roll. But also, it's healthy to establish timelines too. It's also healthy to establish that. So as we go through all this stuff, as you walk through life, I tend to look at other people's words for meaning or or maybe inspiration or see how I can digest and process the words that are in my head or the thoughts that I have or the feelings that I have. So today I'm pulling some inspiration from the book of Titus. It's in the New Testament, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, and it says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So that goes back to that, in my mind, that prayer idea, that bat signal, that letting go, that believing in this and following this means that it's not by my own accord. I can't build my own kingdom fast enough to keep up with my rate of, whether it be consumption, whether it be my desires, I can't build it fast enough. It'll never happen. Now it happens to some people, maybe those that are independently wealthy or are never in a need or want situation, but for me, the rest of us that kind of live in this middle ground, this middle earth of this hemisphere, just kind of getting by, doing day to day. And so this idea that we can fix it or that we can be um, affirmed it's not by us, it's by the goodness of the Savior. So this Christmas season is about that Savior showing up and kind of being that sacrifice. And, and he rules with this idea of mercy and grace, honesty and grace, and the washing and regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, I kind of latch on to that and that part there that reminds us that that is our helper, the Holy Spirit, um, it is, you know, it's part of our consciousness. It's a part of us being human. It's that guide. It's that voice inside of us. It's not by us. If we listen and open up to it, it's something bigger, something more. And I feel like one of the biggest challenges right now for all of us, whether it's our devices, our work. I mean, think about 20 years ago. You had to use a landline or maybe even a fax or, God forbid, talk to somebody face-to-face. But this instant messaging, this instant email society of things, there's there's hardly ever this rest. And, and sometimes our consciousness is... Well, there's consciousness blockers out there. I think it's things... Sometimes for me, it's my music sometimes that kind of shuts my mind down and just lets me kind of sit and coast uh, right or wrong but there's all these blockers that are blocking us from kind of communicating and talking about uh, our life and situations with other people and with the very creator of this earth plenty of stuff to distract us and maybe that's where that bat signal comes into play that we're so busy we're so in deep we're in the chaos, in the moment, in the good, in the bad, and we just lose focus, we lose sight. 
So that idea that that bat signal just shining up in the sky or shining into our faces, that reminder like, hey, stop, rest, pray on these things, seek it out. It has power, it has meaning to it, and maybe that's where I'm at in my life right now. I don't know if that's where you're at. Um, but again, this is me sharing my thoughts, right, wrong, or indifferent. This is what I have to offer. So, it's the weekend. I pray good things for you. And um, I guess know that in the midst of all the noise and all the chaos and everything else that's going around us, I want you to know that you matter and you have deep meaning. It is no accident that you're here. It is no accident that you have these thoughts, these questions, these reoccurring thoughts. I don't know. But it's no accident. It's no accident that you're here. You have meaning and you matter. So if nobody told you that today, hopefully you hear it from me. And... Have a great day, friends. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle